Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name's Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. We're here tonight to discuss the second episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., as well as bring you all your news and Marvel Cinematic Universe discussion. Second episode of season three. Right, right, right. Second episode of this current season. I apologize. Yeah, boy! Uh, well, and man... What I've... a humdinger of a good time it was. Indeed. <laughs> indeed, my friend. <laughs> I, I've uh... never been able to just say that in conversation. Humdinger? No. Humdinger of shouldn't. a good time? No. No, it just doesn't work. I don't think that's days. a phrase. It is, actually. <laughs> it's from simpler times. <laughs> I'm going to, you know what? Whenever we go into the Agent Carter stuff later this year, mm-hmm. you're just going to go into that I'm voice. Just, all I'm time? just going to do that, that voice. Like, it was a humdinger of a good time. That episode was. All right. I and will that, probably that's when leave. It would fit. That's when it would fit. <laughs> I will probably leave. Uh, <laughs> jerk. <laughs> All right, guys. We're just going to dive right into some news. We got lots of news and feedback this week before we even get to the episode. So, well, I mean, we kind of weave in feedback, feedback into the episode. Got a lot of non-episode feedback, though. So. That's fair. Got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. So, Let's do this. Have you seen those new trailers? Those new teasers for Jessica Jones? I have. Have you? They're not answering. <laughs> they probably have seen them. Yes, uh, if you have not things. seen them, everyone, the uh, eight, uh, the Jessica Jones teaser trailers. There's four of them now. Quattro, and they're all pretty cool. They they're are all pretty cool. We start to see uh, get a sense of her powers, which I don't know anything about her, and I'm trying not to really learn. I kind of want to be surprised. Oh, well, she is blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, and Matt turns off his ears. Yeah, but that just because you're talking, not because of the spoilers. Ah, I get it. Um, You're a jerk. <laughs> so in the what we're calling the bad reputation trailer, when she's like beating a jukebox to death with mm-hmm. her fingertips, basically. Yeah. Um, did you notice the bloody knuckles when she takes a drink and then puts the glass back down on the bar? I did. That seems to be a, a recurring theme with these uh, these teasers for the Netflix series. Because Daredevil, yeah. when when Matt Murdock had the tie on, he was straightening oh, right, his tie. Yeah. He had bloody knuckles there. Well, I think, it, it, we, and we talked about that with the with the Daredevil release that that was just to show that like I think it's going to be a dirtier sort of violence on this show. You oh know? yeah, we're going to see bloody knuckles. Like. I I like that they're just they're grounding them like that because like you just you don't see bloody knuckles in. The uh, in the the movies, you don't see bloody knuckles on There's like the almost Agents no one shield. who can get bloody knuckles. Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like maybe if Tony had to fight outside his suit, then the he gets some bloody knuckles. But we don't even have that. So yeah. So I mean, you don't see bloody knuckles yeah. in the movies. So He's... these are these are more real, more I guess more down to earth, lower level people, and it's awesome. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Although it does seem that Jessica Jones has some powers, and oh yeah, uh, especially in the vertical leap one when she was on the fifth floor. Yeah, yeah, it shows it shows her having a pretty serious uh, vertical leap happening, and it shows her having some symbols of super strength, which was even shown with that uh, the one where she crushes the alarm clock. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's four. One's just swirly lights. One of them has an alarm clock where she reaches up to turn it off and crushes the alarm clock. Uh, one of them shows her leaping onto the fifth floor of a building and you see alias investigations on the sign. And then the last one is her 
in a uh, <laughs> there's a jukebox and her hands are on it and she's trying to get it to play and it skips and then she hits it from the side a la the fawns and it uh just her hit from the side causes the entirety of the jukebox to s- scooch over a few feet um showing that she has a little bit of a super strength thing happening yeah a little butt a little butt a little super strength um, <laughs> a little bit of that super strength there and then she walks out of that bar and you just see at her feet tons of uh, beaten men, <laughs> which is awesome. And she like she slides a knife or a gun or something like that away from one of them, just like you can't have this. Yeah, it's over here. And he's like, eh, <laughs> eh. This show's looking a lot more fun than Daredevil. I don't know, man. I don't know. Daredevil was wonderful. I got some other news that might make you think that it's might not be just so fun. Okay. Throw it at me. I'm going to throw it at you. <laughs> I got it. I caught it. Okay, good. For those of you who can't read what I just threw on Matt's face, uh, S.J. Clarkson, who directed Orange is the New Black and episodes of Dexter and Bates Motel, is going or has been tapped, has directed already, like, they're already they're they're done with it, but she's already directed the first two episodes of Jessica Jones, which says to me serious psychological thriller aspects are coming into play, and they needed a director that can handle oh, that kind of thing. I was wondering what you were getting at because I read that, but I've seen De- obviously I get where you're going with Dexter and Bates Motel. Yeah, but, but Orange is the New Black is really Black? funny. It's really funny. So I see I and based on these trailers and given that he did. She did do Archers of the New Black. I don't know. I'm thinking definitely is going to have that balance of dark elements, uh, but I think it's going to. I think it's going to be a lot more fun. I think she's going to be a fun character to watch. I mean, I, even Dexter's a fun character to watch. Sometimes, yeah, sure, sure. Sometimes he's just like Dex, man. Can, is it really? Like, come on, bro. Yeah, you're better than this. <laughs> so, um, I think that there's going to be a, a big aspect of psychological thriller to it. Thinking on the Orange is the New Black thing, there could be fun to it. I mean, it wouldn't be a Marvel thing without jokes or without fun. Sure. But there's always a balance. Yeah. There's always a yeah. balance in the Mar- Marvel stuff. And I, and I think this one's going to be balanced, but almost in both directions. I don't know. Based on the trailers anyway, she just seems to be a, a fun character. Yeah. I'm, just, um, I'm really excited for next month. Yeah. It's like. It's, it's not next that far month. away. It's a month and a half or less. Like a month and five days. That's awesome. It's great. Did I math wrong? Yeah, a month and pretty bad. 15 it's days. six weeks. Sure. <laughs> I guess I'll agree to your six weeks. <laughs> it's a month and a... Well, it's a little we over will, a month and a half. And by the way, we're, we're no, planning... Anyway. We haven't, we haven't worked out the schedule just yet, but our plans... For Jessica Jones is to do the same thing we did with Daredevil, which is to cover every episode for you guys one day at a time. So hopefully we'll be doing basically six episodes of Jessica Jones a week and an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a week. So you'll be getting MCU cast every day for three or four weeks. That's going to be a lot. It's going to be great. Let me go ahead and clear my calendar. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. You need to do the same. I I got a pretty clear calendar note right now. Good November. Good. Um, oh, uh, further 
further introduction for Marvel Netflix Jessica Jones series. Uh, I forget forgot to mention this before. They released today. Marvel and Netflix released today a thirteen page um, Jessica Jones intro comic that ties it in to the MCU via the Daredevil channel. Just kind yeah. of like there's a guy that gets the crap kicked out of him by Daredevil that she talks to. And it goes through like Daredevil kicking the crap out of him and him ending up in the hospital kind of yeah, thing. That's, that's it's cool. fun. It's a fun little intro. We'll put a link. We'll put a link to it. Oh yeah. There's a lot On of links Facebook. that I'm gonna have to stick into our uh our posting this Yeah. <laughs> this week. We need to start getting all those links onto our MCU cast blog or whatever. So we'll talk about that. Everyone can have that. We need a real webmaster. Yeah. I'm not that. <laughs> I'm a Finish an episode. Get I control the audio realm of things. I'm not good at the uh, the rest of that stuff. Pretty much my my description drawings. Matt and Jeff talk. <laughs> uh, Matt and Jeff converse. Matt and Jeff fanboy out. Matt and Jeff other synonyms. Um, all right. Well, what else we got in the news? Uh, there is a new Marvel comedy series in development. Yes, I said that slowly comedy That's series crazy. it's called damage control which is based on a series of comics that have happened off and on for a while now where a construction company is just basically trying to clean up the aftermath of superhero destruction that is so cool <laughs> it's so funny i love i love that idea i love it uh just We've talked many times, and there's there's some Feige comments later. I don't know if we'll be covering them tonight or not, but there's some Feige comments in an interview this week talking about how um, they've always done different genres, and uh, and that's just so cool that they're just going to directly tackle comedy. Yeah, and um, without superheroes. Oh, you know, there are are not going to be superheroes. There are not going to be superheroes in it. Like they're not they're not super powered people. It's just they are in the same universe as. That's awesome. I love that. I, I'm really excited for it. I, I just... The things that I was reading didn't mention specifically that it was going to be in the MCU, but at this point, you can't have something not be in the MCU. Surely Coming not. from Marvel. Surely they're not going to put a Marvel series. And it's going to be... Plus, the whole point is they're cleaning up after the aftermath of different events. Yeah. But wouldn't it make sense if those events were... The events that are happening in the MCU Yeah, the movies. ones that we're watching. Yeah, it wouldn't make any sense to just have off-screen events. I think uh, I, I think they'll be in the MCU. Well, like Surely. Th- Everything you- they've done live-action has been in the MCU. Oh, yeah. And if you think about it, like, the, um, the things that need to be cleaned up, like, for instance, uh, in Avengers, in the first Avengers movie, 2012, yeah. you've got... Um, all of that destruction happening in New York, which wasn't like nothing was technically being just outright destroyed, but there was a whole lot of breaking things going on and mm-hmm. like huge alien creatures laying on top of buildings. Yeah. That's going to take more than like a week and a half or a month to like to clean up. It's going to take a minute to clean up sure. and then reconstruct. So like this series can go for a while. Yeah, they they, they could they could set it. Immediately after Avengers one, and that could be a good season of the show, like, yeah. just cleaning up that one that one area. Um, yeah. By the way, a little shout out to Nathaniel Muzzy who posted that on our Facebook. So thank you, Nathaniel. 
uh, we also had someone post the Jessica Jones trailer, or one of them, and that was Matthew Ryan and Cronin. So thank you guys for posting. Anytime y'all hear about news, uh, we try to keep our pul- hand to the pulse, but in case we miss something, uh, we appreciate y'all posting stuff. In the in the case of the, the damage control one, I literally like just closed the article that I was reading about that going, huh, that's going to be really fun to talk about. And then I look over, and on Facebook, it just goes, bloop. <laughs> you got a new post. And I was like, what? Really? That's my thing. <laughs> now, Jeff, don't be, uh, don't be stingy with the news rounding up. Okay. Let other people help. I'm, I can. Okay. <laughs> Fine. So anyway, uh, really rounding out our news is a whole bunch of Feige has been talking. I think we probably just need to make a section of like, Feige's been talking. Like, what What's did Feige, Feige say? Because say? he's been talking a lot. Awesome. So, it's no secret, you know, Ronda Rousey wants to be Carol Danvers. It's been all over the internet. Well, of course, of course she does. I want to be Carol Danvers. Do you want her to be Carol Danvers? No, or you I want, want to, to be, be Carol Danvers. <laughs> oh, okay. Who wouldn't want to be Carol Danvers is my point. Okay. Well, I want the powers of Carol Danvers. I want the beauty. <laughs> 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 okay, that so what? What? what, what that became f- uncomfortable quickly. <laughs> so, uh, Feige responded to um, comments saying, "Like, hey, have you heard that Ronda Rousey wants to be Carol Danvers?" And he's like, "I love it. It's a testament to how great the characters are that it appeals to such a wide range of talented, talented people." And. <laughs> And then in a different article, he goes on to say, there won't be any announcements about that this year, talking about the casting of uh, Carol Danvers. He says, I think right now we're scripting the film, figuring out who we want Carol Danvers to be and really what the structure of the movie will be and what her part will be in some of our other Phase 3 films. And it would be next year that we start to really think about casting. <laughs> I, like- so, like, I like it. Just not what we're thinking. Yeah, I feel. I feel like we, even in the state first statement where he's like, uh, "She, what do you think about her, Ron Rousey?" He's like, "I love it. Uh, she's a talented, talented person." Like he didn't say actress or like <laughs> that's neat. She can <laughs> beat people up really well. Uh, so I'm not gonna say anything negative about her. <laughs> if I say anything negative, she'll hurt me. <laughs> It's also it's also more that he con- he doesn't so much compliment her as he does his own characters. He's like, "That's awesome! See how good our characters are." <laughs> People that you already know want to be characters you don't know. That's how cool they are. Yeah, come read Marvel comics. <laughs> so um, we talked about this last week. The S- <laughs> Snyder's comments. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, um, in. In response to those comments that Schneider made, um, Kevin Feige, I swear to God, this is the classiest individual that you will ever meet when it comes to, like, putting down detractors. Uh, He said, quote, uh, he was talking about how the superhero genre has been, like, people were saying the superhero genre is going to decrease in popularity for, like, the past 15 years or something oh, yes. like that. Well, Spielberg said it's going to go the way of the Western. Yeah. And he said, 
uh, Kevin Feige said in 2001, 2002, 2003, there were two Marvel movies, three Marvel movies. And I still believe the same thing, which is as long as the ones that we can control are as good as they can be. That's all that I care about. I think we've been doing pretty well. I'm very confident in the films we've announced that we have coming forward that uh, they're going to be surprising and different and unique. I've said a lot. I don't believe in the comic book genre. I don't believe in the superhero genre. I believe that each of our films can be very different. Um, he also went on to say that he didn't see Spielberg's comment as a dig considering the Western era, like the Western's film era was like 40 or 50 years. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I guess that's okay. If yeah. we can last that long. If MCU can go 40 or 50 years, that would be pretty great. And then he, uh, he indirectly addressed Snyder saying, you know, those are all very different movies. They all happen to be based on Marvel characters and Marvel comics. But from a genre and cinematic perspective, they're all very unique. Civil War may as well be a different genre from Age of Ultron. Yeah, and he's absolutely right about that. There's uh, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe films have been all over the place. So, Yeah, and... Um, the 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 final bit of it that he said is I think it's the same thing as saying I don't know how many more movies can be made from novels I think people are going to be bored with novels being turned into movies <laughs> I don't know how long it's going to last <laughs> or how about movies being turned into movies <laughs> all the remakes oh yeah all the reboots all the reboots did you hear about um did you hear about the Terminator series being put on like an kind of an indefinite hold I did. <laughs> Because Genesis was so bad. It was not that bad. Did it you did, see it? It did not do well. I personally cannot say that it is good, in my opinion. It had not, its problems. But it did not do well We, we just covered cinematically. it. Cinematically. We just covered it in our, our last episode of, uh, our of theatrical Pursue episode. the Trivial. We just uh, did a... Terminator rewatch. We watched all the Terminator movies. <laughs> and then we watched Terminator Genesis as, our, as the last one. Uh, and... Uh, it was not that bad. I, it took me a day. I was like, did I like that or not? Because <laughs> like, there's parts of it I was like, I just don't know. I just don't know. Uh, and par- mostly because the, the time travel in the Terminator movies has always been a very clean thing. Yeah. Like this person went back in time. So this person went back in time too. And they're dealing with each other. You know? yeah. uh, the time travel in this was a little more like... All over the place, like a lot more of it, a lot more happening, and they had to like. And I, I was actually like, I went home like, did that make sense? <laughs> like, did that make real logical sense? Because if this person went back, and then this person went back, who went back first, and why did they go back if this person hadn't gone back already, and this person, it was, it was just paradoxes kind of out the ears, but I still really liked it. <laughs> Okay. Can't really say I didn't like it. Okay. Okay. It had some really strong points. It had some strong points. Yeah. It had some. Once I headcanoned it a little bit. <laughs> when you have to headcanon a movie to make it good, that's not always true. It, well, I didn't even hear. I didn't even listen to the end of your statement, but that doesn't always make it bad if you have to headcanon it. Sometimes. And the other thing is they, they obviously were setting up more future movies. And they set up certain mysteries in the movie where, like, one of the things is why did one of the characters come back and you don't know who sent that character back. And uh, I, I, you guys should watch it and listen to the Pursuit of the Trivia because I give a detailed explanation of what I'm talking about. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, so it's, uh, 
If you like the Terminator movies, check out Pursuit of the Trivial. That's my other podcast. <laughs> We've been talking about Terminator for a few weeks. Um, Too so. long. What? <laughs> Too long. <laughs> just just one, one week for every movie. Man, I saw Salvation and was that so one I hate. severely disappointed in that. Especially in the Batman voice coming into the Terminator oh, universe. Oh, gosh. Right? <laughs> Who are you? What are you? Yeah. He's yelling at that other guy. I really... Oh, I just... I had such high hopes for Christian Bale. You did. We all did. The... <laughs> you don't American have to. Psycho is amazing. The Machinist. The Machinist is amazing. Uh, the Fighter. Newsies is pretty amazing. <laughs> he was young, but it's a great movie. <laughs> Um, well, you know what? The, the Lost Boys was incredible. <laughs> um, was he in that? I think he was one of the comic book guys, if I recall correctly. In The Lost Boys? Yeah. That was too old for him. But I, I haven't seen The Lost Boys, actually. So uh, Anyway, Christian Bale had so many good things. And then like everything he did since he started taking on content that I care about... I've just not liked it all. I've not liked his performance <laughs> in it, Batman or as a John Connor. Such a such a sad story. Um, okay. This next statement almost makes me a little mad. <laughs> this next little piece of news we have. Apparently, Doctor Strange will be an origin story. <laughs> yeah. What is that about? Sorry. They said no more origin stories. They did say no more We've origin stories. We've been basing all of our speculation on the fact that there's no more origin stories. <laughs> well, we... We've said that Doctor Strange is not going to be an origin story of like him becoming the Sorcerer Supreme. Or no, uh, him becoming a sorcerer, but it would be a tale of him becoming the Sorcerer Supreme. So, sort of an origin story, but now Feige is all like, for some reason, people sometimes talked about how we're not doing an origin story. We're bored of origin stories. I think people are bored of origin stories they've seen before or origin stories that are overly familiar. Doctor Strange has one of the best, most classic, most unique origin stories of any hero we have. So why wouldn't we do that? That was sort of always the plan. How you tell that origin, perhaps there are ways to twist it or play with that. But for the most part, it's a gift when the comics have something with such clarity of story and of character. That doesn't always happen in the comics. And when it does, you use it. I mean, I'm down. I, I never had a problem with origin stories in general. I was glad he wasn't going to tell certain origin stories. I feel, I feel the same way he does here. I'm happy yeah. about it. Yeah, Spider-Man's but, been beat to death. We know yeah, we that origin story. We don't need that origin story anymore. We don't need a Batman origin story. I would like story. to see Doctor Strange yeah. come about. We don't really need a Superman origin story. Yeah. We don't need a lot of these origin stories. I'd like to see a Carol Danvers origin story come around. Yeah. Would I would be too. Cool. Very, I would, that'd be real cool. Yeah. The Kree and everything. Like, mm-hmm. man, that'd be great. Marvel happening? Like, oh. Yeah. I would love every bit of that. So I'm actually really happy about this news, but it pisses me off because I feel like we've been lied to all this time. Maybe maybe we mis- misinterpreted his earlier comments. I think a lot of people have misinterpreted what his he was saying. Comments. Yeah. yeah. He's, they, it's been all over, all over all the stuff that I've been reading. So, Oh, well. We, we apologize for misleading you all. We've been part of the problem, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Spreading that misinterpretation. There we go, planting those seeds. <laughs> anyway, so the the last real thing is that uh, in that interview that um, 
Kevin Feige and Mr. Jeremy Latcham had um, after the Avengers Age of Ultron screening and talking about the special features and all of that. After that, they were uh, they were interviewed and the notion of the fan casting had come up like Ronda Rousey trying to get yeah. to Carol Danvers, um, Vin Diesel as Groot, like things like that where basically everybody got behind it and pushed them into being in that role. Right. Um, so now that's a huge thing. Everybody's talking about who they want to be, who, and Latcham said, we read it. We go through it. We read the comments. We look at who people like, sometimes it's really enlightening. Sometimes it's the exact same person that they've been saying over and over again that we don't think is right. It's always fun to kind of go through it and see what people are up to. Guys, they read your comments. Mm-hmm. They read or they read your fan. Well, well, the things that we put out there as fans to try to cast certain people, uh, they they think about that. They read it. So let's uh, let's do it, uh, Jeff. Who you want to cast as what? Bill Murray as everything. We said this. <laughs> uh, I, I think. Um, uh, Nathan Fillion is Star Lord's dad. Oh God, that would be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who else, man? Who else? Who else can we cast? I'm telling you, Bill Murray. Everything. <laughs> that needs to be like an alternate reality uh, Marvel universe. Just Bill Murray is everything. It's the uh, it's the six one seven universe. <laughs> It's very close, actually. It's like, everything happens exactly the same. Just all It's all Bill Murray. That would be hilarious. I want to watch that right now. Can we watch that? <laughs> Where are those films? <laughs> I just like, want to, Oh, my God. <laughs> what's your, what, what are your thoughts? It's making you laugh so hard. Uh, I just had the best thought. You know the, the, the scene that Loki sees at the end of, of Avengers where... You've got like Hawkeye pointing the bow and everybody standing around. All of those Bill Murray faces. Yeah. On all a big green Bill Murray face. <laughs> a little feminine Bill Murray face with red hair. Arch- Archer Bill Murray. <laughs> like the Iron Man face is like a little shapen like Bill Murray's face. Yep. Yep. Uh, I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. I need uh, that in my life. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's all the news we've got. We've got a little just general feedback here, and then we'll dive into some more Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.-centric stuff. Um, Because, as we've said earlier, we're about to get into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, Episode 2. So excited to have... Purpose in the Machine, I think is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The Purpose purpose in the Machine. Yeah. It reminds me so much of a um, a Bones title. Do you, do you you ever watch Bones? Like once. Every episode is called the something in the something. Like I see. The and a the lot, bones a lot in of times. What now? Yeah, the, it, a lot <laughs> of times it's like where the body is, like the lawyer in the yeah the ditch or like the whatever. It's always more creative than that. Um, but <laughs> there's a they they start doing some that are like the purpose in the fight or whatever. Like like every once in a while they'll do one that's not. About where the body ended up, it's, it's like just poetic, like, yeah. Like, but or it's always an attempt the, to be the something in the something. And so huh. I, I watched this, and, uh, and it was on Hulu, and it popped up. I was like, "Is this Agent <clears throat> of Shield or Bones?" I don't know. <laughs> that that is a Bones title. That is a Bones title. Um, okay, 
So, um, it's Vondi Hoagley. Yeah. Is that on Facebook? That looks like it's on Facebook. He said, yo, bros, love the podcast, but could you please keep the talk about teasers, trailers, interviews, and synopses that spoils the shows and movies in its own section? I know you mark them as spoilers, but the whole first part of the podcast is riddled with spoilers for upcoming movies and episodes. I almost feel like I have to skip half of the podcast not to get spoiled about something in an upcoming movie or episode. This is just a request. It would make the podcast much more enjoyable for me. Smile emoticon. (laughs) We we talk about this a lot. We uh, every time we're going through our news section, we always talk about what is and is not a spoiler. And generally, if it's news or if it's put out in the trailers, it's it's not. We we don't consider it a spoiler. But sometimes they're really really not good about that. Like yeah. last season, um, they did a few things in the promo. Specifically, the television show promos are sometimes awful. Oh yeah. They're the worst. They're like, give away the twist of the episode. And so we, we, we try to avoid that, but sometimes we don't know what is a, isn't is a spoiler. Um, we did, we, we talked about it, based on your feedback, we talked about it today, and we did decide from now on, we're going to cover next week's promo in the section after we cover the episode. Kind of like think, a, a looking forward. Yeah, kind of I think that's a good. I think that's a good plan. At least for the current content and the rest, we'll just keep trying. I think because because it it there, there, everybody has a different line of what is and isn't a spoiler. Uh, you could say if you're real, there's some people out there who don't want to know anything about a movie. But obviously, we're going to talk about some casting news. Yeah, um, we're going to talk about some director news. We're even going to talk about some general plot points. Uh, but hopefully the ones that they're releasing, especially of the movies, aren't going to be so specific that they're going to ruin anything. And honestly, I don't even like to watch the last few trailers. When they when they put out these movies, I try to avoid watching the last few trailers because they get more and more detailed. <laughs> I Personally, I eat that shit up. Yeah. I look for every single one that I can find. Yeah. And I watch all of them. I watch them in other languages. <laughs> Sometimes I do that too. I don't know. It really depends. It really depends. Um, but yes, yeah, a lot of times what we're talking about on the show will be speculation based on a. Uh, like based on can, content. So sometimes we don't even know what we're talking we about. We can stick the synopses. Afterward, because yeah. they're you know they're for upcoming episodes, they might spoil a little bit. Like for instance, the Asgardian and the um, the thing involving this week. Like we talked about it before the podcast last week of like who the Asgardian actually was based on the promo and yeah, which like we, the, we we knew the synopses had all that. So we'll we'll stick all that after, after the podcast the ep- after the episode. So if you don't want to know anything about if we hear synopses, yeah, like you said, synopses and promos for next week. We will start covering those after the episode. Uh, I think that's fair, and I think that, I think that's good. Uh, other things, we'll just keep trying our best because we don't always. We we definitely think about it. We're definitely not all willy nilly. There are stories we just <laughs> don't cover because they're too spoilery. Or sometimes I see the 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 title of a story and I don't even read it because it's too spoilery. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, don't cover I don't that. Want that. I don't want that at all. <laughs> Jeff will give me a title of, I read this article. And be, don't tell me. Don't tell me. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to, you can talk on the podcast about that, but I'm not. I'm, I'm going to go outside. out of the room. Yeah. So uh, I am super sensitive to spoilers because for me, some people don't think spoilers aren't a thing, but for me, uh, 
surprises are the most important thing. Like all of my favorite moments in any media have always been the surprises. Um, pretty Fair. much my favorite episodes of things are when they something happens that when changes. A twist occurs. Yeah, that changes the way you view the entire show or that, some of the characters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, there, there, there's there's a moment in Daredevil, uh, and we won't get too specific, but when. Uh, uh, that two people are sitting across the table from one another that is incredibly shocking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you do. Uh, <laughs> there's there's a moment, in, and, and like if I'd known about that, I would have not been, had the same emotional experience. Yeah. You know? and there, if you'd there, known about it, you'd have been like, oh, well, this is where that happens. And there's big movies like The Matrix or Fight Club or whatever that have big surprises in them that... If you know the surprise, it really does hurt the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I remember someone told me the uh, ending of Sixth Sense when I was a kid, or uh. when I was in high school. <laughs> that really hurts that movie a lot. It does. If you, if you don't, yeah, it's still an okay movie, but you, you need that surprise is the point of the movie. Um, and and it just really, I really, really, I am super sensitive to spoilers. Is all I'm saying. Um, and so I have this tendency to be able to purge my brain, <laughs> like of any spoilers that I'm given. And I just completely forget about them when I'm watching whatever it is that I got spoiled about. I have a similar ability. I'm and that great is, at it. <laughs> I'm really good at self doubt, like intentional self doubt. I start throwing questions at myself. It's like the opposite of headcanon. I start unraveling what I heard. Like, they said, yeah, that was the word they said, but maybe they meant this, or it could be this, <laughs> or, you know, that could have been metaphorical for this, or this, or this. And, like, I start just, like, throwing so many questions at my own, and this is something I actively do when I hear a spoiler, and if for a movie I really care about. Uh, and I'll end up, like, almost unraveling in my brain whether I know any facts. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do I know anything about anything? Really? Do I, do I qualify as a podcaster? <laughs> is this what my life has come to? <laughs> am I am I animal, mineral, or vegetable? <laughs> um, Let's so, go through this. So I totally hear you, and we will do a better to do a better job of that, or we will continue to try to do a good job of that. And specifically, we will move promotional promos and synopses to the end of the podcast. So I think that'll I think that'll be a big help. It's like the third time we said that. I like it. I'm just, just excited because we just came up with a solution that should actively help uh, help yeah, that help should that out. Make everything better for everyone. Yeah, I like it. All and right. we're gonna wait to watch the promos until after we're done talking about the episode, and then we're gonna watch the promo for the next one, and then freak out about it. Yeah, like we're gonna pause recording and then go and freak out about it, <laughs> and then come or like watch it and then come back and freak out about it. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll yeah, be, that'll be a fun thing to do every week. Um, okay, Robert T. Frost says on Facebook. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3 has started and Matt and Jeff dropped the new Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ep podcast. Uh, best day ever. Aw. We love you, too. We love you, Robert. Thank you. That's Three nice... exclamation marks? Come Three. on. Uh, we, you I spoil mean... me. <laughs> I don't deserve you. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, HR Tucker emailed us a couple of things this week. It says, heads up at MCU cast. I don't remember you mentioning this, but there's a S.H.I.E.L.D. comic book crossing over Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and superheroes of other comics. Saw a YouTube video regarding the issue involving Spider-Man titled Home Invasion. And then he gave us a link on YouTube. And then he says, enjoy. And if it's good, perhaps you'll do some episodes about the comic. We oh, might. Yeah. We might. We. I've mentioned before that the... Uh, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, TV show has kind of migrated into Marvel Comics in the, the actual main canon. Um, yeah. That, like, the Phil Coulson and Melinda May and Fitzsimmons and all those characters that aren't currently in Marvel Comics or weren't currently, I guess, in Marvel Comics got added to it. And they got their own series. Uh, that actually debuted in December of 2014 was the first episode first uh, issue. issue they've done it they've done a few different things with because i know they did a few actual mcu related like mcu like comics that existed within the mcu where they just had an agents of shield like com- promotional comic book or whatever well yeah i've seen that like, happen a there few was times. like fury's big week before um avengers came out oh yeah that kind of like tied all of the phase one stuff together into leading into agent or the uh, the avengers sure, comic sure but like this is actually legit a agents this is, or this is an in the agents marvel of shield brought into and is now part of yeah and that, that's what we were wondering about when we saw your 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 uh, email hr uh is we we went and researched it and it is definitely inside the because there's a spider-man if nothing else yeah <laughs> it is inside the 616 Continuity. Proper Marvel continuity, like Marvel Comics continuity. So the characters, they're like like Quake, Daisy Johnson is actually the regular Daisy Johnson Quake from the that's been in the comic books for years. Yeah, it's not our Sky from the show, so it's not exactly, it's not exactly our Agents of Shield, but it is it is um, the characters transposed to that universe. So that's cool. Um, HR also said. Um, has there been a human sighting in upstate New York? Because I just saw this a block from my house, and he saw a black truck with a shield logo on it. Um, that's awesome. I really want that to be like them filming for or filming something in the um, the Avengers base that's in upstate New York. But it's yeah. more than likely just a dude who really likes Avengers. Yeah, or or really likes. I would love to. Would love to think that that's like a, a like cool thing we. That he found of actual sh- sh- filming, but it's probably just a, a, a geek. <laughs> you should leave a note on his truck that he needs to listen to the podcast. <laughs> he probably um, he probably already does. Oh, oh that <laughs> he probably has. Um, he probably bought that sleek black special ops looking truck just to put a shield logo on it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because when I saw that, I was like, "Ooh, I want to get one of those." I was like, "It just wouldn't look right on my blue Rav 4 <laughs> It would not. (laughs) Like, maybe maybe I should put no. No, that wouldn't look good on my blue Scion XA. (laughs) Little bitty car. Um, All right, all right. So Yoda Hugh on uh, on Twitter hit us up, said, uh, he said, at MCU cast, thoughts on the Infinity Stones, spelling out Thanos, Tesseract, H, Aether, N, Orb, Scepter, coincidence? Probably. don't, I don't know. I like the theory a lot. I like the theory too. We've talked about it, but I just I have don't have enough Loki's, to go on. Have they called Loki's staff a scepter? 
Did they call it the scepter? Uh, it, I can't remember if they actually yes, called it Yes, the that. other said, he who put the scepter in your hands. Okay, so it is called the scepter. Um, um, well, in that case, I do. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely... It definitely well, seems called, like it's could been be called a thing. scepter, staff, spear. Like yeah. it's had some names. Which spear would still fit? But <laughs> I Put don't know. Down the spear. We'll see if if the next one. We've definitely got four data points right now that are like that kind of works. Yeah. If we get a fifth, then I'll definitely be looking for like that last letter to fall. Oh in place. yeah. You you can guarantee that if like if in Doctor Strange something Infinity Stone comes up that has like an N or an H name, I'm gonna like. Be all one hundred percent balls in on this on this theory. <laughs> balls in and just like, I don't think I like that. <laughs> balls to the walls. Like just say head all in. First. You don't have to go balls no, no. in. Everything. I'm going head first into this theory, and I'm going to try to find out what the last one's going to be. And you're not going to stop me. Uh, yeah, no. I would love to hear any theories of H or N uh, objects in the MCU that could be. Uh, could be like anything those. that Doctor Strange ever deals with could be a, an Infinity Stone. Yeah, like yeah, we're, we're, legit. I, I think I think I think we might get one. I think we very well might get one in that uh, in that Doctor Strange movie. Joe Sanders posted a YouTube video on our Facebook, so if you guys want to go check that out, it's on our Facebook page. Um, it's it's pretty great. It's basically uh, regaling. Thoughts that we've had before about the fact that Ant-Man's mass is not supposed to change. So when he shrinks down, he should be he should be crushing things, basically. Yeah. And he does partially. But the biggest part of the theory that is new, and this is a slight spoiler, slight spoiler, uh, but uh, at some point in Ant-Man, he goes subatomic which would mean his density would be so great that it would have created a black hole. And uh, they, they do the math in this uh, YouTube video of if Ant-Man had actually done that, he would have destroyed Earth, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is, is like fun. I have to save my daughter by destroying the planet and everyone on it. Yeah. And, you know, technically they wouldn't be destroyed. They would just be crushed into a singularity. Uh, they would become one. I mean, I think that's kind of the same thing with everything. <laughs> I don't. I think that's pretty much destroyed. Like, you sure, mass and energy are never destroyed. But when you still <laughs> call it, it the assembly as we know it is going to change a lot. <laughs> yeah, the way you're saying nothing is ever destroyed, <laughs> but <laughs> you still call it destruction when a when a planet is crushed. Watched a couple of episodes of Cosmos this past weekend. Oops. So, like, I'm all about some space talk at this point. I mean, I'm always about some space talk. I'm no, thinking like, about getting a... Uh, this is not space related. I'm thinking about getting a tattoo. I've always wanted a good tattoo. But I've never gotten one. I'm wondering where you're going with this one. And I just realized, like, why don't I get a good geek tattoo? Yeah. There are a number of geek properties that I would be happy to have on my body. You... Specifically Back to the Future. Like, uh, that's see, probably... I was thinking you were, you should get, like, going up your calf, the... Um... The Firefly, like the Spaceship Serenity. Yeah, I thought about that. Oh, calf. A calf, full calf Serenity. Yeah. And then an Enterprise on the other side. See, but that would bother me forever because they're nowhere near the same size. (laughs) (laughs) 
It would. It would actively bother oh my God, me you're such that a they're nerd. the same size. They're like very different sizes. You're the kind Maybe. of guy that makes that infographic of like, oh this gosh. is the various sizes of spaceships. I absolutely love that shit. Um, my thing would be <laughs> on one leg, the serenity, and on the other leg, one nacelle of the Enterprise. <laughs> like to scale. So that to like show the scale. <laughs> Maybe. What about maybe? Maybe just that. Maybe just that scale drawing people always give of the different scales of the ships. Oh God! Like, and they have the TARDIS. There's so many. The TARDIS and the Enterprise. But then all my a lot of my favorite ones would be so small. Oh wait, I got an idea. What you got? The TARDIS, and the door is open, and bursting out of it is Serenity and the Enterprise. Going in various directions, like various ships mm. like that. Because it's bigger on the inside. On the inside, but the door's still, I think, pretty much a fixed size. <laughs> so, I don't know. And it's not that big on the... Well, I don't know. It is pretty big on the inside. There are halls and halls. Um, okay. Anyway, so tattoo ideas, I'm listening. Uh, <laughs> I, I was thinking about a good Back to the Future tattoo. I thought about just a simple flux capacitor would be great. Yeah. So, I googled flux capacitor tattoo. And no one's flux capacitor tattoo looks any good. It just looks like a. You just gotta find a good artist. You oh get, yeah, you're you, gonna find a really good artist. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Because like flux capacitor tattoos, dime a dozen, and you know some guy in but somebody's all just kitchen. Like, everyone it. I could find was just like a Y with three dots on the end. Yeah, no, you don't want that. And maybe if it's simple enough, maybe if it was like just a, like a, a Y with three, like a peace sign with three dots on the end. Like I could see that just being like a symbol for the flux capacitor or something. I don't know. I don't know. Now what you need is a flux capacitor on your chest and or back that is like, looks like it's housed in your flesh and powering you. Oh, that could be cool. Yeah. So and then you could justify all the garbage that, that you eat. <laughs> <laughs> Like get a uh, get a get a doctor a Mister Fusion like yeah. drawn drawn on my face so that it looks like the Mister Fusion is yes yeah I like that <laughs> then you can justify all the garbage you eat <laughs> I'm not even insulted that was just a great uh, Back to the Future reference <laughs> all right uh, Ben Robin on the Twitter said. At MCUcast, gave you guys a shout out on the latest episode of my podcast. Uh, keep up the great work. I'm loving it. Uh, thank you. And it looks like his podcast is at Tech Reformation. So I think he, uh, Jeff C. looked it up and it was a tech slash Christian culture podcast. Yeah, like technology meets worldview of Christianity kind of thing. And it was like, cool. oh, neat. Not yeah. my cup of tea, but neat. Cool. I dig it. Uh, if you guys are into that sort of thing, check out Tech Reformation. We'll we'll shout them out back. Um, <laughs> ah, there's your shout out. <laughs> Sorry, all that was, right, that felt rude. So Michael Jackson said to us on Facebook, wait, wait, wait. that is Shield feedback. That is Shield feedback. Uh, so we and need we to stop. Drop a spoiler. We need to alert. stop and do a little, do a little, uh, do a little. <laughs> uh, I want to say paying the bills because that's what cool podcasters say. But since there's not an ad here, it's just us. Uh, um, talking about what our 
It's our ad for us and our, and our <laughs> it's friends. Our, it's our plugs. So uh, so let's do that real quick, and then we'll go into our spoiler section for this week's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, which I'm excited to talk about. Um, all right. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Uh, you can find all of the information about the MCU cast at mcucast.com, facebook.com slash mcucast, at mcucast on Twitter, or you can call us and leave your voicemail at 573-CAST-MCU. Reach out to us any of those ways, and we will uh, do our best to use your feedback or your uh, whatever you have to say on the podcast. Or you can email us at mcucast at gmail.com. Um, to help us out, please subscribe on iTunes or leave us a review on iTunes. Whatever you can do uh, would be great. That helps us. People as find many us a stars lot. as you can give. Just as, or just give us five. all the stars. All the stars. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Rate it. Take away your rating. Put it back. And that counts as 10, right? I think that counts as 10. Yeah, that's how math works. <laughs> that is that is addition. Uh <laughs> If you also, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to mcucast.com, click on our Amazon affiliate banner on the left-hand side, and you will find our uh, Amazon store where you can buy all the Marvel movies and things. So if you're a Marvel fan and you want to buy any of that stuff, buy it there. There's movies, there's, there's comic books, there's merch, there's apparel. Yeah. There's toys galore. There are bobbleheads that good... Ness, gracious, there's bobbleheads. I like bobbleheads There's a, a bunch of bobbleheads there. Like, I, I pretty much went down the entire Funko Pop Marvel stuff and was just like, yes, 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 add yes, store, yes. Add to store, add to store, yeah. add to store, add to store, add to store. All right. Well, that's about all for our plugs. Let's talk about this week's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. What do you say, Jeffrey? Sure. All right. <laughs> well, I'm all about it. We're going to go into our spoilery discussion of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in three Two, one. They got Simmons back. Woo! I was surprised. I was surprised that it, that the obelisk bit or the monolith or whatever ended so early. I was too. Like I, this is episode two of us getting like really deep into it. And I then, thought like, we were going to get a little bit more like Simmons on that planet. I, I I can't. That has to have more repercussions than what we saw on screen. It has to. Uh, that cannot be the end of that story. Um, I think that whatever we, whatever came, whatever, uh, you know, Simmons is is back, and I she either brought something back with her, which would be fun, or she wasn't going, the only one that saw that flare. Oh, think about that. Roll that around in your noggin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's still the, there's still the question of why did the uh, why did the structure open to her? Um, by the way, we we had the theory last week that the reason it opens is for uh, Inhumans. Yep. And did you notice this week when it opened? Inhumans are around. Well, it was specifically he runs in there. He's banging on the door trying to get in. He's banging on the the object trying to get in, yep. and they pull him out. And then they slam the door, and right as Sky enters the room and slams the door is when it opens up and turns liquid. Yep. Uh, but that doesn't really hold water since later in the episode, she's standing near it for a lot, a lot of the episode, and it's not liquid. Well, it seems like it goes liquid and then comes back. 
Sure. At, you know, kind of intervals when, uh, when Inhumans are standing around it. And it just goes out, comes back, goes out, comes mm-hmm. back every now and again. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. They definitely know. discussed the fact that it opens. I don't know. I really just don't know why it opens. And now I don't even know if we'll ever know because it's it got gone. destroyed. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, it's dust. Yeah. I don't it's know if that means like it's gravel, over for it's good. It's a gravel pile. <laughs> I don't know if that means it's over for good or it could come back together, like in Terminator 2. <laughs> there you As... go with that Terminator reference again. <laughs> Sorry, we've been talking about Terminator a lot lately on so, the other podcast. What do you think about all of that, that whole scene, really? Like him diving in to go and get Simmons back? That was great. Like, I thought the, the fact that Colston was surprised by it was a little stupid. Yeah. Yeah, like, come on, man. You knew this was going to happen. Well, I guess maybe not. I just, I kept thinking, like, he built this huge structure that was obviously, like, hard-wired to go in there. But I guess they were also planning to spend a drone. So maybe he just assumed that, well, the big structure he built was for the drone, and then he used it for himself. Okay, maybe not that dumb. I just was like, did he... Build this whole winch system for himself and buckle himself into a thing in front of Colson and like nothing, Colson. Don't look over here. It looked like he grabbed the thing and then just like clipped it to his belt loop and then just dove in. Yeah, which that's if that's the case, that's a little dumb because belt loops aren't that strong. Maybe he made special fit fits built belt loops. <laughs> um, but you know, his, it, it his would pants be, would have torn clean off. It would be something that Fitz would do to make like Kevlar pants that just are not breakable. Yeah, by any Fitz, means, that's a Fitz thing. That's uh, very so, a Fitz so thing. So it's totally, to totally reasonable. That that's a possibility. There we go, head cannoning. Yeah, but then again, that's head cannoning. Uh, I just thought it was a little strange that he was able to pull that one over on Colson. You know what my dog thought was strange. <laughs> me freaking out at that scene when they like there was the whole like it's collapsing uh daisy can't handle it like she can't hold it open she can't keep the thing going like yeah. and the winch was breaking and i was just like just, just uh, and you're letting her go and she's slipping away oh god no what ah! yeah like i was freaking out that, is, that was and pretty crazy the puppy the whole time was just looking at me like dad what are you doing I want to know what she went through on that planet. Yeah. I wanted some more time on that planet. I'm a little sad that that part is over, and maybe it's not. Maybe we'll get something of it. Maybe we'll get a flashback. We have to. We'll at least get her describing what happened. Well, she woke up, like, violently later in the episode. She woke up and, like, held up a weapon, it looked like. I would have really loved to see them go to the planet, find Simmons his, like, fully like built a structure because she's Simmons you know like I'd yeah. like to see her have like conquered the world with science <laughs> like that's what I would have really liked to see uh, but I guess this is pro like she's like some like queen of this planet now because she's just like come there and I don't know that would be really funny but that's not the story they're wanting to tell honestly no, clearly not <laughs> um anyway so uh, I guess we'll dig into some feedback, and then we'll kind of just uh, round up our discussion with what we don't see in the feedback. So uh, let's get started. So Michael Jackson says to us on Facebook, second AOS episode, pretty solid. A few thing, 
a few thing thoughts. I think he probably meant a few thoughts. Yeah, probably. But <laughs> but he said a few thing thoughts. A thing thing is... foom. Just out here for you. <laughs> anyway, he says, first, Fitzsimmons is the most interesting relationship on TV, whether friends or more, great writing and portrayals. I, I have agree. to agree. I agree. I really like uh, like I they've gr- I've grown to like them a lot. I like that they didn't go directly into the romantic stuff in the first season. Now that it, now that I'm starting to feel like it's earned. Yeah, the amount of love they have for each other is starting to feel very very well. Earned. Yeah, because they started off as like a bland like scientist and tech scientist duo. Yeah, like very sexless really... sort of just like, and it still is like it's not a sexy relationship yet. Uh, but it's, it's very, the amount of love they've shown for each other with her, I don't know, mostly from his side though. It's still been mostly him. Like he's like lost his brain once (laughs) in an attempt to save her. Yeah. And, and, and now he's back and he almost lost himself going in after her. He spent the last three months looking for her, and now he, he put himself fully at risk to try to save Simmons. Um, uh, I guess let's jump real quick. Uh, we, we'll come right back to his feedback, but uh, Marco Margo has a, has, a, has a Twitter that said, I think Fitz jumping into the portal more than makes up for him not jumping off the bus to save Simmons. And he's talking about in season one when he, he couldn't jump out of the plane. Well, um, he couldn't get the, um, the parachute working. Or he couldn't like get the the yeah he, the didn't, he just didn't have the skills right. to do that yeah um, which I would I would even argue he was going to he was probably not the best candidate to like fight those winds on that planet like they could have sent through anyone yeah uh, if Mac had gone he would have just like picked her up and then right? stood up with her and just been like all right let's go little girl yeah but I guess no one would have been there been there to hold the uh, winch, oh, yeah, the winch. So that Mac he wouldn't have needed. It. He would have just picked her up and walked back. <laughs> He's like, "Let's go." That's what he would have done. Because yeah. that man is huge. He I want to know what his workout man. routine looks like. He is a huge, huge man. That is a large dude. <laughs> All right, let's get back to Michael Jackson's feedback. <laughs> he said, uh, second, ow, oh, God, I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. <laughs> second, felt like the monolith went away too fast." Maybe just a device to build Fitzsimmons or to bring in humans up to Professor Randolph. Nice reference to a much older time, or maybe the royal family by him. Just felt like the monolith was this awesome thing that is now not a thing. I agree. Uh, yeah, I think we totally agree with that. I mean, I who knows? They could show up with another monolith next episode. <laughs> um, they did that with the obelisk, you know? Yeah. They used the obelisk. The diviner. Like, or the whatever. diviner, yeah. You were like, oh, no, the, the diviner's gone. There's that one he thing destroyed that's the gone. diviner. And then they showed eight more in a box. Um, I think it was like seven total. Yeah, something like that. Um, so there's definitely others. Uh, there there's might, potential to be others. There's potential to be other. There's definitely the possibility is what I was trying to get at. Um, so that's pretty cool. He continues saying, third, and referencing a monolith point from last week's podcast, it was not moving when Fitz was going crazy, but started moving when Daisy and rest of the group came in. That's so right. Fitz not inhuman? Simmons maybe? Anybody else? The group? Yeah. I, yeah again, we don't know if that's why it turns, uh, it turns on or not, but that was definitely our speculation. Oh, yeah. It's, it seems very much like that that's a strong possibility. Yeah, for sure. I definitely <clears throat> Sky walked in and it 
freaked out. And also, there there've been scenes where Bobby was, Bob Bobby and Mac have both been near the near the monolith, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't moving. But I may be wrong. I want to say it was when Mac was around it. Interesting. I'm not I'm sure. Just, I, I'm not sure. Um, I have to go back now. That, now that with the perspective, but see, I don't even want it to yet. I like. I'd love to go back and watch all those scenes and see who all's there. Yeah. Uh, but in that first scene, we see the monolith. There's other random people there, so who knows who's a yeah. who's an inhuman and who's not. Well, that and there were if a lot of people in... that were on that ship. Yes. So if it's like a proximity. thirty feet proximity thing, it could be a guy on the floor above it. Could it be almost Shield? Almost Coulson. Well, it couldn't have been almost Coulson because he got. I'm just, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah. He got dusted. I just wanted to say almost Colson again. Ah, I gotcha. Good old reference to almost Colson. You know, I almost went to a podcast, or not a podcast, a a panel at Dragon Con that was um featuring BJ Britt and um Edward James Almost. Like both character or both people who portrayed characters that have died. Like specifically in season two, like they died in season two. And like I thought about going to it, but I was like, you know, what What good are they going to have to say like, that would relate to podcast and my interests? They're like, they're dead characters. Yeah. They have nothing to say going forward. Yeah, I, I felt mm. embarrassed. I met, um, oh gosh, what's his name? Deathlock. Michael Peterson. His, his name in real life. I, I'm, I'm blanking. And I, I like him a lot from Angel, and I'm just blanking. His name um, is Deathlock. Right. Okay. Uh, well, I met, I met Deathlock at, at a... Uh, Holy shit, really? At a, at a, at a convention. Did he like, scan you? <laughs> I met him, I and I was like... I was, I was like, hey, I'd love to talk to you for our podcast sometime. And his publicist lady stepped in. I'm sorry, no publicity, blah, blah, blah. Did <laughs> you have a publicity, light, a publicity badge? And I was like, oh, oh okay. And then, then I was like... Um, like great. Well, it's good to meet you. Uh, and I hope to see you on the show. And I meant hope that you're on Agents of Shield this season. Yeah. And he, th- I think he thought I meant I hope to see you on my show, like on my podcast. And it was like the sort of awkward, like I just said I can't really do it, man. You got to go through the publicist people. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no. I meant to. Mm, whatever. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Deathlock. I like you a lot. <laughs> It's just like, I hate those embarrassing moments when you say something to someone you're never going to see again, but there's still like, just always this residual embarrassment that never really goes away. Do they think about me as like that creeper, like weird guy, kind of an idiot who <laughs> said something just completely off? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> surely not, but still, I feel embarrassed. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, and he says, uh, Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson continues to say fourth and unrelated to MCU, but Secret Wars 6 is finally being published after weeks of delay. I know, right? Like, about time. Jesus. Uh, He says, on that note, if MCU ever did finally get X-Men or Fantastic Four rights, could Secret Wars-type film series be a good way to merge the universes? I think yes. Ooh, that's not a bad thought. That is not a bad thought. That is actually an excellent thought. That would be so awesome. But the, the implications and the ways, like, the ways to make that work would just be mind-bogglingly huge. Yeah. I it would concern me cuz you know how much I care about canon. I think I've I've said that said that very strongly on the podcast many times. Uh I love tight canon. I like and anytime you throw in some sort of multiverse, you by definition lose tight canon. Yeah. 
because you no longer have that this definitely happened. Like, you know, like, I guess you could combine two universes and say, it'd just be like, what happened in which universe and which things from which universe actually happened? And it, it, it gets a little confusing. Uh, well, unless you've got, like, one's universe is collapsing and they come to ours. Absolutely. That is that is a possibility. That's the sure. way to do it. And that's generally how um, the Secret War stuff happens. Tends to happen, like okay. with the universes merging like that. That's what generally occurs. Speaking of secret wars, we had our first call out of secret warriors, like actually said on the episode tonight. They're different things. Oh, I know, but it's the same words. I just, <laughs> like All I, of the same letters are I, still I, in there. I realize, I realize it's a different thing, but the but our our uh, May's husband actually called them the secret warriors tonight. Which I thought was pretty awesome. Yeah, especially after, um, after like the file folder said caterpillars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so great. I I thought it was cool. It's a cool way to MCU it. They didn't like make a. Uh, they they're not like calling the team that necessarily, but it's like a call out to the fact that that's what it was in the comics. You know. Yeah, I like, I that. like that they didn't forget about Joey from the first episode, the guy who like melts metal. Yeah, it's unfortunate that they didn't like have him in the episode again, like mm-hmm. maybe talk to him some more, maybe oh, I think we'll get that. do some more work with him. But like, it's cool that they didn't just forget about him. Like, Oh yeah, he was, there was that thing that happened That's last very time. True. They very well could have just like had this psychological evaluation last episode and not had that carry over. But I like that the, uh, the show is, is all one big story. It's not so villain of the week. It honestly, it doesn't feel villain of the week at all at all. Like it felt like this episode was setting up, groundwork for so much other mythology that they were going to introduce. Yeah, like, absolutely. It may not be a like an incredible standalone episode. There was still a huge amount of emotional turmoil from Fitz and Simmons, their thing happening. There's still a whole lot going on with Ward, like, where's he going? And then, like, the, um, the Inhumans setup is just incredible. Yeah. There's so much scale oh, to man. it. Oh, man. When, when when uh, the professor said, um, "That's a that's a word that I haven't heard in a very long time." Yeah, yeah, buddy. That was that was cool. Uh, he's like inhumans. That's a word I haven't heard in a very long time. Um, what is she? He said about about Daisy. Yeah, uh, it's uh, that's cool. Um, God, that's it, he looked he looked nervous. Um. At the power that Daisy has, you know. Yeah, I thought I thought that it was a, a slight bit of nervous with more curiosity. Sure, sure. Like, He's definitely a curious dude. Like that yeah. is a neat thing. What? Where? How? I really loved his his character. Uh, this episode, we got a lot more of him than the last time we saw him, and I loved yeah. that. Uh, what, what did what did she say? Um. She was talking about a, a a vault under the Louvre. Oh, under the Louvre. Under the Louvre, yeah. The vault under the Louvre. And he's like, there's not a vault under the Louvre. And she she gives him like a, are you sure look? And he's like, well, now I have to check it out. <laughs> that, was, that was really good. <laughs> yep. Just this curious guy who just wants to go everywhere and find out everything. Yeah. Which, last episode he seemed more reclusive than that. In this episode he seemed yep. like... He still like only cares about his own safety to some degree, but he 
I mean, even this episode, he was the whole reason he was there was to destroy this monolith so that he doesn't get sucked into it. <laughs> He's like, I like it here. Earth is good. Earth is safe. <laughs> it's calm. It's not though. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Here lately. I think that's why when he sees Daisy's powers, he's like, wait, 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 wait. I thought I was the most powerful person here. <laughs> and, like, he still might be, but there's a question. You saw the way he just pulled the door off of the hinges. Sure, sure. Well, he also said, he says to about um, Mac and Mockingbird, he says, um, he says that he knows he can take fits. He's like, he's sure of it. Yeah, he, I can he go says, through fits. But I don't know what these two have been through since the last time I saw them. Oh, it was uh, it was Coulson with his hand, and it was Coulson and Mockingbird. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Um, and but then later when he sees Daisy, he's like, maybe I'm not the most powerful person here. I that throws at least throws it into question, you know? Yeah. It's very. What is she? I just that that was that was so so compelling, so compelling. All right, what do we got next? Uh, Brian Bilsma on Facebook says season three episode two was great. I didn't think I could be more emotionally attached to Fitz and Simmons, but Marvel did it. When I was looking at a pile of exploded monolith, I genuinely thought we just lost both of them for good. I know. I thought the same thing. Uh, also, thoughts on the monolith. Many people had theories that it only changed in the presence of an inhuman, but if I recall correctly, it changed when it was just Coulson, Bobby, Mac, and Randolph. Maybe the change can also happen with Asgardians? It doesn't matter anymore. Monolith is gone, at least for now. Uh, next, Strucker's son kind of came out of nowhere. Wasn't expecting that. I'm a little confused on what Ward is doing with Hydra. What's his plan for this? It doesn't seem like he wants to lead Hydra. I think he has a bigger play. What do you guys think? Hmm. I don't know. Last season when he said, I like to have a, t- I miss having a team around me. Yeah. I think he was being genuine. I think like it's part of his f- just totally messed up psyche. He really misses, uh, being on the bus, like <laughs> working as a team with that group. Like that was meaningful to him somehow. And now he's just embraced the fact that he's bad and he's going to build his own bad team. It's, for me, I don't, I don't, I don't find it uh, like a thin thing. I think that's like that's where his character has naturally led. And so often you see these sorts of uh, things in comics or whatever, where you're like, "We're gonna put together a team of villains," and it almost never makes sense. Yeah. But with Ward, I can actually see it, and the way he's building it, totally. I don't know. He's like building disciples of his weird Ward. Oh, uh, he's got to be thing. Taskmaster. Oh yeah, right, right, right. You remember people, how I mentioned that a while ago? Yeah, yeah. People, <laughs> people were talking about that, you know, two years ago, um, that he might be Taskmaster, and and now it's seeming more and more legit. The way he, the way he handled Strucker's son, uh, could absolutely be it. Could absolutely be it. Mm, I dig it. That would be neat. That would be really neat. Um, going back to Brian Bilsma's, um thought on the monolith the monolith only changing i've said before that i'm pretty sure that mac is an inhuman or at least slightly yeah um but there's also the thought that uh colson might still have that Cree dna floating around in his blood yeah maybe hey, well we definitely aren't sure that uh none of those people are yeah like could could be one of them Bobby might be. Yep. You don't know. Bobby might be. You know, we talked about her abilities in the comics. 
uh, it could be that she isn't inhuman and those abilities will be awakened. Yeah. Yeah. I've thought the same thing about Ward, actually. Like, he's right now, he's just a really good hand to hand combatant. But what if he's an inhuman and just happens to take some fish oil and becomes Taskmaster and has, like, the what the comics called photographic reflexes? Yeah. So is that pretty much the same thing that Bobby has? It's, yeah, roughly. Okay. Just a different, maybe a different title or whatever. Okay. Well, man, I, yeah, I, 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 part of me wants that. Part of me always wants people to get superpowers because it's... It's really neat. It's fun. <laughs> uh, but part of me doesn't. Part of me wants Ward to stay just like a human bad guy, like a really good villain. Yeah, but all this would do is just amplify what he already is and what he already has. Sure, 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 sure. And and the psyche would still be there. Yeah. But a part of me likes the fact that Ward is so dangerous, even just as a human. And he's about to build this huge... I mean, that Hydra army that we see when he gets off the get, lets that guy off the hood of the car, that was pretty big little, a pretty big army that he's building. It's a and they look young, little group of young and impressive, young physical. You know, like yeah, that's that's another one of the things that I was that makes me think that he's doing like a Taskmaster, like henchman academy kind of thing. Like it's all young people that that he's that he's kind of moving toward the Hydra way. Yeah. Like, it just makes so much sense. Maybe. Maybe. But I don't know. He's just... Yeah, he is. He's building Hydra. And maybe maybe that's what Hydra would become under him if, if he's Taskmaster is a... Just, like, outsourcing extra bad people if you have a bad plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. I dig it. Um, you want to read that next feedback for us? All right. Thomas Brendan said to us uh, about last week's episode, great start to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Super excited it's back and excited for you guys to cover some fresh content. Although you guys have done a great job during the break. Thanks. Thank we, you. We have good ideas. I have one small continuity complaint, or maybe it's a question. In this episode, the president announces that the ATCU, or the, yeah, the president announces the ATCU. Sorry. How many different presidents have we had? I know Iron Man 3 had a different president. Has any of the other movies had a president in it? I think it would be cool if they had more recurring characters like the president appear across all the MCU content, Netflix, movies, and TV shows. But what I don't want is to have different presidents in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and a different president in the movies. Uh, I don't recall any other presidents. Uh, I actually don't even recall the one in Iron Man 3 at this point. Uh... (laughs) But because it was that bad, I really hope that I agree. I agree completely that they should not do different presidents in the show and in the movie. You know, I I thought that it was the same guy. I'm gonna have to go back and like just recheck. I'm pretty sure it was the same guy, though. I know that they said President Ellis in last week's episode, and it was President Ellis that was the president in Iron Man three. Interesting. I do remember that much. Um, it looks like William Sadler was the was President Ellis in Iron Man three. I, I feel like he was he was also the president in last week's episode. Oh yeah, no, he does. He does. It is the same guy. All right, yeah, we just uh, we just looked it up, and it looks like uh, not to call you out or anything, but you are you are incorrect. It actually is. <laughs> You're uh, wrong. William Sadler played. Uh, President Ellis in both Iron Man three and in last week's Agents of Shield, uh, so we yeah, so that that makes me feel great about that. Um, <laughs> I, I really, 
I I totally with with you, uh, Thomas. That I don't want them to be doing that either because I think I mean. <sighs> I suppose as long as the character is the same, they have done they have changed actors before. So if they had changed the actor but still called him President Ellis, or if it'd been long enough that there might have been a, a, a different president elected, yeah. that's all good well and good. But <laughs> in four years there better be a different president in there. <laughs> well, we'll say eight. Yeah. In at least eight. eight. In eight at eight, most eight. At most eight years. I'm gonna give you at most eight years, William Sadler. <laughs> then your ass better be out. <laughs> <laughs> Eight years past Iron Man three, so yep, yep. You, you, your your time's a ticking away. That would be a terrible first year as president, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, to be kidnapped and then put into a, a like a bad Iron Man suit. That's right. That's what happened. Yeah, I did not remember that happening. I hate that I remember that. <laughs> I only saw it once. Yeah. So so apparently he did play uh, in both of those things. That's really really cool. Uh, well done, Marvel. Uh, I, I really am like super happy about them keeping tight continuity. Uh, just always happy about that. Um, so props, props to Marvel. Uh, but yep, he was in, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, as President Ellis in Laws of Nature. Great stuff. Really, really. So Mark Amargo hits us on, on Twitter, uh, talking about Agent May's, um, really great character building arc that we haven't talked about yet. Um, he was no, saying, Disney Marvel superheroes on ice now needs to feature Agent May in all her skating glory. <laughs> uh, but as a little girl, and then just don't explain it. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like, just expect people to understand. Um, why is why is just a young young Asian girl uh, skating? Like a, <laughs> just like, don't, she's don't not explain. even a character. She's just like in skating attire. <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> I like that idea. So how about the awesome um, Agent May going to Arizona bit? We got to see her in some ladies' golf attire. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like it's it. It's very much not, the, uh, not the, the shield suit. Yeah. I didn't mind it so much. You know? <laughs> it was all right. I don't like it. It's too soft. It's... <laughs> Too girly. Asian May needs some needs to always be wearing some hard shit. <laughs> She's uh, had a hard life. <laughs> uh, and we got to see her father, which I thought was interesting. Always, always interesting to get to know the relationships of the characters to their parents because that matters so much to who a character is. Um, and I thought it was cool that her father is not. It reminded me a lot of Agent May and her husband. That her her father is not part. Of 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 the spy organization, although now her husband kind of is part of the spy organization. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's he's still he's not a spy. He's not a violent man. He's a he's a, a I don't I forget what he is. I forget which. I guess they may not have said what her, her father does, but he's probably something akin to a psychologist. <laughs> Do well. He's just he's wise. Yeah, and, and I, he obviously drives. Yes. Because he got into a car accident. So, you know, based on these things, we can deduce almost nothing about his life. (laughs) Uh, But it doesn't matter. I think you get a good sense of the relationship they have. And you get a sense of, even more so, the relationship that she has with her mother. Which I think is a... She's kind of tortured by the fact that she's so much like her mother. Which I totally get that. 
Like that's a that's a storyline. That's a that's a plot point in a character like makeup that I can really really understand. <laughs> so you know what I really like is that it was James Hong. Yeah, I, just, I really like him. When I, when he spoke, I recognized his voice as being like the the noodle maker dad in Kung Fu Panda. Oh yeah, and like. For some reason, that's where I latch on to him from. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I recognized him. Um, I don't know what else I've seen him in, but I recognized him. He's guy. been the voice in a few things. And, uh, oh yeah, he was in Blade Runner. Wow. Yep. He was um, the record keeper, I think, in Mulan. Also uh, involving Ming-Na Wen, which is kind of funny. They got back together. What was she in uh, Mulan? She was the lead character. Was she Mulan? She was Mulan, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Neat. We've talked about this. Probably so. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Probably have. And I just ended it. Yep. (laughs) I'm bad at memory things. Um, It happens. Marco Margo uh, has a little bit of feedback. He says... uh, that bubbling, glowing water. GH325? Question mark? <laughs> question mark? I don't know. It did look a little weird, and they did they did focus on it a lot. Yeah. I don't know that I would really say that it's going to be GH325. I will say, if it's inhuman, if the reason this thing opens is inhuman-related, then it could be. But I, based on their explana- exclamation, explanation of how that structure worked, it doesn't seem like to yeah, have anything to do it, with that. It seemed to more put it along like it's going to resonate and it's going to shake the thing open. Like, we're going to get this yeah. door open just by jimmy in the lock real hard. Yeah. Whatever whatever normally causes it to open, it also causes it to open to have that low frequency pump through it. Yeah. Which I want to know how those ancient 1830s people figured that out. Dude, they were smart people. Maybe. They were. Or maybe they had someone explain it to them. Like the Cree, or yeah, like maybe Marvel came over, and I want to know what was going on in that first uh, that first scene. Like they the, were crossing over into the other side of the universe with a sword, like ready to fight. Yeah, like what are you gonna do? What know. are you really gonna do? I don't know, but I liked it. And uh, why was it like a blind draw of? Because like they they said that the the word didn't just mean death. It also meant punishment. Yeah. And it was like punishment by death, I guess. He actually said death by punishment, which was a weird way to put it. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I don't know if we should go in here. It says death by punishment. (laughs) I was like, that's a weird thing to say ever. I don't know. But (sighs) why was it like a blind draw? I don't know for for there to be punishment. Like you, I don't think we've got to punish somebody in the group, and this is going to make you all feel bad. I don't think that but it was randomly punishment. Somebody. I think that based on that first scene, they they like give him tools for his journey. Uh, it seemed like a ri- it did seem ritualistic. He, um, the Asgardian mentions that the professor mentions that. Yeah, he said it looked like some sort of ri- uh, ritualistic, ritualistic sacrifice. No, he said Satanism. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. But he also said sacrifice. He said yeah. they would have, like, ritualistic killings, um, which apparently not. Apparently they were traveling, I don't know, traveling to the other side of the universe using this portal. 
but I don't know what they were doing there. And is it possible that whoever Simmons was running from was actually the descendants of people that went back from 1835? Or was it some alien that, you know... What if it's the alien race that's supposed to kill them? Maybe. And she's just running a lot. Maybe so. Maybe maybe the others go over there and they embrace their deaths. And they try to fight or something. And Yeah. Because she ran away. It was, you know, just like in the Coneheads. When you try to fight the thing, you don't win. When you use golf, you know. I've never seen the Coneheads. Man, that joke is lost. And that was a funny one. Ha! <laughs> That was so good. Well, it wasn't good as your uh, Back to the Future reference earlier. Yeah, well, I'm making all kinds of throwbacks to old movies. Yeah, you're, you're real stuck in the 80s. <laughs> Early 90s? When was Coneheads? Early 90s. All right. All right, well, uh, that's all our feedback, uh, and we've covered a lot of the story, but what what else stands out to you? We've covered Ward. Oh, Werner Von Strucker. Or Werner, yeah, Von Strucker, I guess, yeah. technically. Um, that character is actually in comics. Oh, is he? Yeah. he uh, He's not just a random, like, one-off. He's the son of Baron Von Strucker that, or uh, Baron Wolfgang Von Strucker, uh, who Wolfgang Von Strucker never, ever thought that he was good enough, like, never accepted him as good enough. So he's always trying He's always trying real hard. Gotcha. And um, during one of the times that Wolfgang von Strucker was supposed to have been dead, because, you know, everybody comes back. But during one of those times when he was thought to be dead, Werner von Strucker took over as one of the heads of Hydra. Okay. And that seems to be what's going on here. Yeah. Well, at least he's working with Hydra. I, I, I thought that whole thing was really, really great. Them, the fact they're out there torturing people that are like on the evil side to see how strong they are, and yeah, oh man. And then Ward gives them that pitch, just like it was just so they're just so programming people to join Hydra. It's oh, it's real good. Tis, tis real good. It's real good. I I can't wait to. See where he, what kind of, uh, what kind of organization he can build. There was, uh, there was some, some comic book, um, like some small comic book stuff that I was reading about today. Cause I, I had to go back and be like, I know that Werner Von Strucker was like the second Baron Von Strucker or whatever after Wolfgang, but like, what did he do? Cause I didn't remember much of what he did. And mm-hmm. I found out that, um, that Mac, the character of Mac, Alfonso Mac McKenzie, is actually a comic book character. Oh, really? Like dating back from like '88 or something like that. Interesting. And yeah. He, and he refer and he's and they came into contact him. at one point. I think it Interesting. was Mac and uh, Mockingbird. Actually, if I recall correctly, um, came into some sort of conflict with with Werner von Strucker and got put into. Like a, um, I think he called it the mind chamber, mind chamber. Okay. But it was like a, it was like a, um, like the Faust room or the Faust machine, like a, a brainwashing area. Oh, wow. Tries to brainwash Mac. And Mockingbird, if I recall. Interesting. Hmm. I don't know if they're going to go there. I mean, obviously we don't know what they're going to do in this show. Yeah. Um, it's just neat that all of these points are 
coming together like yeah, that. Yeah, they're intersecting in different ways. Yeah. That's cool. It's very cool. I really can't wait to rewatch this episode. There's so much in there, and I love Peter McNichol as the Asgardian. Um, I forget his name on the show. Dr. Randolph. Dr. Randolph. I really, really like Dr. Randolph. I think it was a lot. Elliot. I don't know. That sounds right. I really liked him a lot. Um, I, I hope we get more of him. I think we will. Uh, I, I would honestly would not mind seeing more of him this season. You know, yeah. not, you don't have to give me just one episode a season with that guy. <laughs> I'd, I'd be down with lots of him. So far, it's been one episode every other season. Oh, he was season one. You're right. Yep. You're right. He was. Okay. Still, though. Like, he can do multiple in a season. It's okay. I am absolutely down with that. Um, okay. Uh, so we talked about May. Um, I think her storyline is really, um, I don't know. I want to see her come back. What about the change that we see in Coulson? Like, how much darker he's gotten? Because he told Hunter, kill Ward. Oh, yeah, like, that was he crazy. Basically was just like, oh, I can't believe hey, we had discussed Hunter. That Kill Ward. Like, make sure Ward is dead. Yeah. Make sure you don't die. Make sure he does. Like, ooh. What? <laughs> wow. That's not the director, Phil Coulson, I know. I mean, I just, we've never seen Coulson have someone that personally damage him and his team and his people. Yeah. And I think he's he's ready for Ward to go down. I mean, last season we had to see him, like, Interfacing with Ward because he needed Ward's help, you know, and uh, I don't think that's going to be happening anymore. I think oh that, God, no! I think that Ward is now for sure on the other side of things, and they are never going to trust him again at all. Which is how they should have been in the first place. I mean, <laughs> God, what does he have to do? What does he have to do? Start a villain academy? Oh, <laughs> uh, so, so now we've got. I think we're going to have four organizations looking for Inhumans soon. Yeah. Because, I mean, this new Hydra has got to get tapped into this whole Inhumans thing. It would make sense. He would want super-powered people that he could brainwash into being bad on his team. Yeah. And that would further my theory <laughs> of him being the Taskmaster. Yeah. He could yeah. also be building the Thunderbolts. You never know. Cool. Well, I think we're going to see more actual Thunderbolts-type stuff in Civil War. Hmm. I wonder. Thunderbolts are a group of villains. Sort of. They're villains that aren't quite villains, but they're still villains. They were villains. They're kind of mending their ways ish. Okay. It's kind of a gray area. Kind of a suicide squad type thing. Don't you talk like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I I feel pretty content with what we've got on this episode. Um, Is it time? Can we watch the promo? All right. So we're going to take a quick uh, moment to watch the promo trailer for next week's episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And uh, we'll talk about what we see and what we think we're going to see next week. If you don't want to be a part of that, go ahead and let us go now. But thanks for listening to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Okay. Well, that trailer makes it appear... Like, Mac is going to betray them. Yep. Makes it appear that way. And that would work on his character. I mean, he could easily join that other team. He he does not trust powered people. 
That's what it seems like. But the way the way it was cut together, they really didn't really get much out of that out of that trailer, except like much real out of that trailer. I mean, I'm, I'll honestly be pissed at that trailer if uh, if Mac is if Mac is the bad guy, the bad guy, because, or Mac turns on them because yeah, stop giving that shit away in the trailers. <laughs> I, honestly, if that happens, I think we'll no longer be doing this segment because <laughs> I do not want to spoil myself every week if they're going to continually do things that are actually spoilers. Um, so, but it definitely looks like we're going to get a lot more of the ATCU. Oh, yeah. And we're going to get a lot more Lincoln. Yes. It looks like Lincoln's face is being broadcast to the world as an in, as the, the poster boy for the Inhumans. I mean, he looks like it. Right. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that Inhuman face. That pretty boy. <laughs> oh, wait. What about Lash? <laughs> I'm All glad right. that they went... With a uh, a non pretty, inhuman kind of thing for the villain. Well, not necessarily for the villain. Just like this can happen too. Yeah. So it seems like with the way that they were portraying, um, with with the way that they were portraying Reina and and Afterlife in the last season, it looked like Reina was like the exception. Like because she turned into something hideous and monstrous. It did, and it seems like you know Lincoln came and went. And he had had jobs and stuff, and he would be called there to help people with the transition. So it makes sense that it seems like people that had more, less physical, uh, you know, changes, changes would be the ones that are out in society, not the ones that are hanging out there. Yeah. It seems like that sanctuary would be filled with all the people who couldn't go anywhere else, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it definitely made it look like that was the exception. But. And, like, Gordon had a physical change, That's deformation true. It was on, very his, on his face. But, yeah, it was, he still looked human. Yeah. Unless like, you got right up. He could put on and sunglasses like, and Yeah. <laughs> did like, he ever put on sunglasses? Because I, I feel like really that's think, a missed opportunity. I think he did. Maybe he did. I don't know. I might be thinking of a different, like, a, a movie where there was a cyclops that put on sunglasses. That would be Percy Jackson and the Sea of Monsters. That's funny. Yeah. I haven't seen any of the Percy Jackson movies. They're not good. The books yeah, are way better. All right. All right. Well, uh, that is a little anticlimactic because I don't feel like that promo gave us much, which is good and bad, I guess, because we don't have much else to talk about. Except it looks like we're sticking with this main storyline, which I like. Yeah. I like that they're keeping the story moving forward. It, I really hope that they don't inundate us with Inhumans mythology way before the movie comes out. Hmm. I don't I just, mind. I hope that like I I like the Inhumans being sprinkled in as like a, a not a very extremely common thing, but like if they just flood it like oh yeah now twenty five percent of the population is Inhuman hmm. before no the movie I don't think that's out. gonna happen but I think it could be like. Point zero one percent of the population is inhuman. Like I think it could be good enough that there's a couple thousand inhumans out there or whatever. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that being um, a thing. That we some of them are fine and peaceful, whatever. But yeah, I think this season is going to be almost exclusively focused on inhumans. It has to be. I mean, all of their promos so, the so far have said, "Are you inhuman?" Yeah. So, so I, I think we're gonna. They're focusing uh, on that really hard. Be, someone is going to be an inhuman. Someone that we already know is going to end up being an Inhuman. I really think that they're building up Simmons to be an Inhuman. 
Because the the thing changed when it was just her around, sucked her in, and she's already so like anti powered people that it would build like so much character drama. And yeah, oh man, coming to it, terms with she her would absolutely being? be like oh, on man. Tony's side of the registration stuff. Yeah, and even though she was powered, like she'd be one of those that's like. Yes, register me. I'm dangerous. Yeah, well, she, like, I, I also think that she would be one of those kind of people that would just, like, break down emotionally to find out that she's one of these powered people. Yeah. I'm getting so excited about this show's storyline, and I'm, I'm forgetting that we're hurtling towards Civil War. Yeah. And and if if the show reacts to Civil War in the way that it's reacted to all the other movies, we're going to see our characters pick sides, I yeah. hope. And 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 I think Daisy is definitely more like a, a, a Steve Steve Rogers kind of girl, and Simmons would more be a uh, Tony Stark kind of girl. So. Yeah. And I think I think that Fitz would side more with Captain America, but he's got so much love for Simmons that he would like he would try to get her on on the side of Cap, yeah. or just stay out of the conflict entirely. Maybe Simmons will take the place of Spider Man. <laughs> in the Civil War. We're just going to have like a mini Civil War on the show while that's going <laughs> That'd on. That'd be so great. <laughs> and we've got so many characters with all the Netflix series. Like, what if all that tied in and we all had all the Civil War happening? It'd be great. Ooh. Be so good. Ooh. All right. Well, I think I'm I think I'm I'm happy with our, our discussion this week. Yeah. I think we're we're pretty much there. Uh, uh no other characters I'm really feel like we're missing out uh talking about. So, uh I guess we're going to wrap it up. Uh we're the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, everybody. Uh, please come see us at any of your social networking sites or uh, hit us up on uh, iTunes with a good review. That would be really great. Um, and I need or to post my pumpkin on the site or on the Facebook page. Post your pumpkin? You didn't? Did you not see my jack-o'-lantern that I made? I did not see your jack-o'-lantern. It jack-o-lantern. was a Thor jack-o'-lantern. Ooh, I call nice. it my thumpkin. 